this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. It is the 14th of January, 2019, and this is episode 13. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've talked a little bit about harm reduction and, you know, the fact that I got high two days ago. And of course, I noticed yesterday that I immediately wanted to get high. I wanted to, like, literally wake and bake. And that's to be expected. Um, I also just want to say that if you are waking up today and you are, like, deep in, like, an episode or, like, a binge or a relapse or you're just like really inside your addiction or um, a headspace that you can't shake, I I just want to extend some compassion and talk a little bit about the things I do the next day. I've talked about how in terms of progress, in terms of like reaching this like finite destination um, as far as like our work goes, like, and the standards of output, Um, and then I said that seeing today as a data point in your progress is really helpful, and I kind of think that way about recovery, too. Um, Today is a data point, and no matter what your behavior was like last night, it might make today more difficult. But what I do after, like, when I'm, like, hungover, um, either emotionally or just, like, physiologically, um, I try to take it really slow and I try to do the things that I know work for me. So, you know, after I smoke weed, I'm really tired a lot of the time because I, I don't smoke weed regularly anymore and, um... And because usually, like, when I'm doing something like that, I'm avoiding some other unpleasant larger emotion, which sort of sometimes can metastasize while I'm putting it off. And so it's like I'm hungover and I have this, like, looming feeling. Um, So with that in mind, I just sort of notice it and try to be gentle. But I also don't try to fix anything. Um, that's kind of where my bulimia gets me in trouble is that I don't want to be held accountable for my behavior and so I want to get rid of things through exercise or purging or um, starving and so when I'm tired um, I don't I don't drink caffeine anymore because it makes my anxiety really unmanageable and it amplifies whatever feelings I'm feeling which I already have such a low tolerance for anyway So because I'm tired, if I'd gotten stoned the night before, or if I deliberately like binged on like, you know, an inappropriate amount of like media or television and I have like a media hangover the next day and I didn't get enough sleep, I don't try to like erase the fact that I did that with a bunch of caffeine or overload my day so that I can kind of end it with this feeling of productivity so I feel less guilty about the night before or the day before 
So something that I do is I don't fix things. I just let yesterday be what it was and just treat today with more awareness around my headspace. I do the things that I know work, which for me is making my bed, doing all the little chores, like making sure I take my vitamins and probiotics, eating breakfast, um, you know, talking to people, not isolating, and usually I tell someone about my behavior the night before, and just sort of like talk about it as a thing that happens so it becomes real for me and you know really receive the permission to just be a person who's deeply imperfect imperfect and um kind of like continue on like my progress um I did this like AMA thing on Instagram just because this again like this feels like such a weird experiment where I'm just like writing letters and like sending them into space um and someone asked me a really really good question that I wanted to expand on a little bit here which was how do I maintain focus on a project and not get distracted when other projects sort of come to mind and are just really really seductive and I work on books now which take a really 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 long time it's kind of it's like kind of a marathon of focus that I am astounded by that I've ever been able to pull off and um you know in full disclosure I've written a book well I've written two now but you know it's not like I have a lot of muscle memory on this but the author and very generous human Alexander Chi wrote in this article which I'll share um, about this idea well this like thing of the monogamy of an idea and it's totally natural that when you're inside a project and you're just sort of like looking around and like faced with this like pantheon of like problems be they like plot problems character problems just logistical snarls that you have to untangle because you know you have like a weird continuity issue or you have like a set dressing issue where you've like kind of put a plot in place that just kind of didn't detonate and you're just like oh how do I even like suss that out like is it worth it what do I do I mean this is like being in a marriage like you know it takes me a few years to write a book and you know I equate it to like a solid like 10 year or 20 year marriage where like everyone's just really realistic about the limitations and the reality of the situation and that's definitely when new ideas will sprout and they're so shiny just as you're like now like familiar kind of annoying book was once also shiny and that's like totally natural and normal and what I do to sort of um sort of handle that is I just acknowledge that this is where I'm at that these ideas are just more sparkly than the one I'm dealing with because they're new and their problems haven't like shown themselves to me and if there is an idea that's like really irresistible and my mind keeps trying to populate it 
I, I kind of acknowledge that as well and I take out another trusty note card and I write like a few sentences just in case I'm scared that I'll e- either lose like the title of it or the sort of like main seed of an idea but I don't populate it too much um, I might dedicate like 20 minutes and I'll set a timer for it and You know, there's like that Pomodoro technique where you sort of focus on a thing for 20 minutes and then that's how you sort of like eke out a lengthier sort of um, body of work by sort of partitioning it and tricking your brain. I don't do that for my main work, but I do do it for distractions and I do do it for anxiety. And I also set a 20 minute timer if I'm doing something like picking at my pores in a 10 times magnifying mirror that I know I shouldn't be like getting stoned on. So I might set a timer for 20 minutes and just sort of populate a note card or two about this idea and then I'll put it down and then I'll come back to my own work because I don't want to like compromise all the work and care and dedication that I've already invested in my in my main piece not my side piece and you know that kind of work just commands that level of attention and it, I get a lot of questions in Q&As when I when I'm on book tour from aspiring writers especially young writers because I, I visit high schools and things like that and I'm always astounded by like the frequency with which I get the question like how long did it take your book how long did it take for you to write your book and it's kind of like this like false sense of security to offer and receive an answer because that passage of time will not make a book happen to you you have to sit down and write for that long for maybe a book to happen to you and in my case I've had a lot of books that didn't pan out like I wrote three versions of a sci-fi book that I just don't know how to do yet and so like with that in mind like there's always kind of like this you know sort of like Damocles hanging over your head where you're with any current project it's like there's always this tension where you're like will I be able to finish it and will it be the book that I intended to write and is the book that I intended to write even a whole book and these things are just like really daunting and really scary but you kind of just have to like receive it for what it is and just slowly climb that mountain and if you divert yourself too long from climbing then just like little shifts happen like you become really inventive or you become or you just sort of get like consumed by this like weird amnesia or like fugue where like you forget the rhythms particular to the novel you forget the cadence of the way certain characters speak the tone might just like slip out from under you and then you realize that you've written like six chapters in a totally different tone that then need to be amended and all of these things is why you should serve the novel you're working with um and I don't mean that as like a genuflection and like oh this is like my golden calf of idolatry like my book but you know you kind of just induct you and your book into this little tiny cult and 
that headspace can be mercurial so you have to dedicate yourself and I know that's not a satisfactory answer because it's like how do you stay not distracted and it's like you don't allow yourself to be distracted but thinking about the framing is that like all the sparkly stuff is sparkly because you're in a monogamous relationship and sparkly stuff is like you know it's like the hot dude with like Manson lamps for eyes who you've never met that you can project an entire character onto like you know the sparkly ideas are strangers and you may not know their warts and stuff but you don't know if they're even gonna end up being like viable books so feel free to sort of fantasize and populate a note card but don't waste too much time on it um yeah so that is those are my thoughts for today um i hope you have a gentle day i hope you're kind and compassionate to yourself if yesterday didn't go as go the way you liked um or if you were unable to be gentle yesterday and you're sort of feeling that today um and i hope that this has some utility for you and yeah thanks